Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Let's talk a little bit about that Surrey police transition, that ongoing uh, soap opera uh, south of the Fraser. Now, Surrey, as you know, over the weekend announced a proposed 17.5% property tax increase for homeowners this year. It is the largest ever uh, in that city's history. And now costs associated with policing are responsible for a good chunk of that. 9.5% of that 17.5% will be for the police transition. Surrey is trying to get rid of the Surrey Police Service and keep the RCMP. Now, uh, the NDP government this week has been hinting that it may move towards the Surrey Police Service. Now, of course, it's not guaranteed, but certainly when you read the tea leaves uh, from Victoria, it looks like it that might be the case. It's still early yet. One of the reasons is, of course, that the RCMP has not convinced the government that they can ramp up hiring to meet the needs as the Surrey Police Service is disbanded in regards to hiring of new recruits. There, of course, is that bigger issue of the 18-month severance that will have to be paid uh, to SPS members. And Chief Lipinski, Norm Lipinski of the SPS, has said that comes out to about uh, $60 million, $60 million. And so that is a financial uh, liability sitting on the books as well. And many have said with uh, the amount of people SPS has already hired, I think it's about 350 or so, that the the buildup towards the SPS is just too far down the road. You can't unwind it. Um, Now, BC's Public Safety Minister, Mike Farnworth has uh, promised a decision in the coming weeks concerning the force, but many have said that ultimately if he does go with SPS and Brenda Locke and her council ran uh, against the SPS and said they would want to bring back the RCMP, can a municipal government say no, even though, uh, especially to a senior level of government? Because ultimately... Uh, Ms. Locke uh, and her government have to pay the costs. And ultimately, those costs are, by the way, borne by taxpayers. Can a municipal government um, say no to a senior level of government? And potentially, could we be going to court over Surrey RCMP or Surrey SPS based on the decision that the provincial government is making? Uh, I want to ask that question because there may be legal implications to whatever the decision is. Joining me now is John Green. He's a lawyer at John Michael Green Law Corporation. John, thank you for joining us today. So I guess my first question is if, uh, and we're speculating here a little bit, but if the public safety minister, Mike Farmer, says, look, uh, based on the the, the research that we've done, my staff have done, we are going with the Surrey Police Service. Is it something Surrey has to accept or or are there potentially based on uh, the rules and regulations and law, can Surrey say, no, we won't accept that? Yeah, I think, well, I mean, the province is the, the city of Surrey gets all of its power from the province. So the province is saying you can't have something. Uh, even if the law that the, you know the province has written says you can, they can change that pretty quick. So I think uh, if, if in this case, if, uh, if Mike Farworth steps forward and says, look, you know, we're just going to keep on moving forward, uh, the best maybe Surrey can do is kind of throw up a feeble sort of uh, legal challenge, but it's going to get, if, even if they win in court, the province can turn around and, uh, basically undermine it by passing legislation that would effectively nullify it anyway. So you waste a whole bunch of money and get the same result. Because, and correct me if I'm wrong, ultimately based on the rules, regulations that we have in this country and the way we're set up, 
the municipalities are ultimately a creation of, as you say, the provincial government. Yeah, it's all all comes out of Victoria, so uh, they can do they can do effectively whatever they want. It's it's almost the same as you know when this, they came in and they put in their own uh, provincial kind of school board when Vancouver wasn't doing what the province wanted it to do when the Liberals were in power. They could do the same thing effectively with a municipality in BC. They could take a municipality away and just create. And, you know, a super municipality like they did in Toronto. And that's been challenged in, in you know, the Supreme Court found in, in that decision that that was fine. So hmm. uh, I think that, you know, uh, for uh, like Brenda's friend of mine uh, out there in Surrey, but I think it's an uphill battle if the province decides they want to go in that direction. Um, in regards, so, so ultimately, based on what you're saying here, uh, the provincial government has the law on their side, number one. And so the, the only other implication the province has to worry about is prevent, is political, which is uh, we still need to win seats in Surrey. Are we going to annoy, annoy Surrey residents that may impact us in the next provincial election? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think the, the biggest thing I'd be concerned about if I'm the NDP right now is that's your most important region in the province uh, in terms of swinging votes and stuff like that. And when you're looking at a 17% tax increase and... I am sure that uh, the current city council is going to be saying, look, you guys approved this mess uh, and maybe should have looked closer at the numbers and, you know, uh, and, and, you know, look at the, when, uh, what's his face there, the former Surrey mayor was there. Doug McKellen. Uh, you know, he basically had, he had the, one of the tiniest uh, uh, groups of people possible to support what he did and uh, still managed to do it. Um, I think probably should have read the tea leaves five or six years back and said maybe, this would be a good situation for a referendum, but they didn't do it. So now they're kind of stuck with the mess. And, and I think the mess has a lot of potential blowback for the NDP. It's like I said, uh, like an Easter egg for the liberals. Uh, finally, they have an issue that uh, but maybe would you know help them uh, gain some traction for the next election. Uh, I guess, I mean, we've, we've often talked about a regional police force. Uh, some have even argued one for Metro Vancouver one for Vancouver Island and one police force for the rest of British Columbia. And some would say the creation of the SPS would help us eventually get there because it's a municipal force and Surrey uh, has well over 600,000 residents, so it'll be a big force as well. Um, could that potentially be part of the conversation for government? I mean, you could say, look, it's probably the right thing to do and probably the, over the long term, if we want to have a BC police force, it's the right thing to do. But, I mean, politics will play a role in all of this. Uh, do you think that'll be part of the the conversation and the thinking behind the scenes? I think so. There was a last year, an all party committee released a report and that was one of its big recommendations was that we should have a, uh, essentially a provincial police force, uh, something that uh, is governed closer to home and we don't have to send, you know, answer to Ottawa on staffing and hiring. And, and when you consider that Surrey is by far the largest RCMT de- detachment in, in Canada, it really doesn't maybe make a lot of sense that we're having to defer to uh, politicians in Ottawa on what goes on in Surrey. People who who never lit, you know, maybe have even been to Surrey before. So, I think Surrey, Surrey probably, if if Mike Farnworth wants to get ahead of it, Surrey's probably the best place to start implementing the that those recommendations. And you know, it can there's uh, non RCMP police forces on that side of the river in Abbotsford and Delta, and and you know, it, it wouldn't be a huge step to begin looking at uh, integrating those police forces. Vancouver, too. So, I mean, that that would start it down that road, and I think that's... 
that but, seemed to be the direction that all the parties uh, had pointed to, and, and I think it makes a ton of sense. I, I, I guess it comes right down to what elected official or party is going to stick their neck out and do that. I mean, uh, it sounds easy while you and I talk about it, but trying to convince yeah. Abbotsford or some of these other communities to, to amalgamate uh, in regards to policing with Surrey, because every mayor will tell you, hey, it sounds great, but Surrey's going to have all the resources and keep the resources there while, let's say, Langley City oh, yeah. may not get what they want or Port Coquitlam doesn't get what they want. So that's part oh, of the yeah, challenge, no, isn't it? Sure. Yeah, well, it's the same as when you try and amalgamate uh, cities, right? You're going to have people fighting tooth and nail. Like, I mean, we can't even get North Vancouver and the district of North Vancouver to amalgamate. And, you know, we have people on both sides paying twice as much for it. Um, you know, I, I think this is going to be a 10 to 20 year project. And, um, and, and that's if Surrey goes in that direction, like right now. Um, that's probably what it looks like. But, you know, the, the province is going to do what it wants to do. And, and it's better than having the law on their side. They are the law. So uh, so there's no there's no legal ground leg that Surrey is standing on. Many have said, look, even if this happens, Brenda Locke will go to court. She has legal advice that I've been hearing that they, they have a chance, that, that they will take this to the court. But in your mind, ultimately, the, the, the municipalities are a creation of the provincial government. Even if they were to lose in court, they could just bring in legislation and, and change the laws if they required. So they ultimately can't lose. Brenda is, has always been one of the most pragmatic people I've, I've known. I don't think she's going to do what uh, Doug McCallum did and spend a ton of money uh, in court on things that they're going to lose. So uh, if she does that, I'd be surprised. Um, I think probably that she'd be wise enough to work something out with the provincial government and uh, hopefully have some of those costs uh, for the transition born and, and maybe use. I was out in, I was in the mission school board there when I was younger, and I wanted to I get some good advice when uh, Christy Clark just kind of came in as the minister of education. There was a lot of pushback against liberals at that time, and the advice I was given by this older trustee was basically, you know, just sit tight. Don't complain too much and, uh, you know, like maybe help them with some of their things. And lo and behold, out in the Mission School District, we had new schools and, you know, we were front and center on new programs for the province and stuff like that. I think this is probably one of those times when Surrey might be a good idea to kind of jump in, jump in those waters than uh, the battle tooth and nail waters. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's good pragmatic advice. Uh, John, thank you for your time. You bet. See you, Joe.